And I sort of had this realization that in my spiritual life, I've lived in kind of a sense of spiritual jealousy where I hear people talking about, oh, today I was praying and God said to me this, God showed me an image of this, whatever. And I was sort of living my life thinking, man, I've never had a moment like that. What am I doing wrong? What What's wrong with my spiritual life that that's not happening? And I sort of had this realization that God had been talking to me through all of that in ways that I just wasn't realizing. He wasn't saying directly to me, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. He was saying that through me to someone else, and it was for me. And so I kind of got this awakening moment where I didn't just take Channing, put him on my back, and climb up the iceberg for him and get him to the top and say, yeah, you did it. I was holding on to his life jacket, sort of helping him out, telling him what to do, and guiding him through his journey, but he was climbing the iceberg himself. And I was sort of thinking, that's my relationship with God, where he's showing me what to do. He's giving me the strength and what I need to do it, but I'm doing it myself. And it's not just the journey manifested for me and then given to me. I have to, in my power that he has given me, manifest my journey and my relationship with him and just keep climbing the iceberg. So since camp, that's sort of been in the back of my mind, like, okay, where is God speaking? What do I need to be hearing? Like, and how is God giving me the power to go through this journey with myself? And so that's just sort of the awakening moment that camp brought to me. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kenzie Winther. Um, Daryl is my stepmom, and Rick Winther is my dad. So I'm kind of, I would say, like a camp pro. been going to camp since second grade, so a while now. But I hadn't had the opportunity yet to go with Vintage to camp. Um, and so I was a little nervous. I didn't really know the kids. I didn't know counselors. Um, and I don't, like, change. Camp has always been one way. And going with a new church, new people, I'm like, ah, I'm scared. Um, but the Lord was so good. Um, he, we were talking and getting pumped because when camp comes around, our family is all about camp. It's camp 24-7, which is exciting. Um, but we, and, but we were talking, and this year we were talking about how our theme is relationships and the importance of our relationship with God and our relationship with others. Um, and constantly we're talking about, my dad is pointing out things about, like, Kenzie, your job is so important with relationships. I'm a second-grade teacher, and it is. It's all about the relationship with the kids. Um, but it was cool because I've been in and out of vintage um, since I've graduated college and come home, and I didn't necessarily wasn't necessarily plugged in yet. Uh, but going to camp and meeting these awesome kids and the counselors, the Lord just showed me, like, gave me the relationships um, through vintage and feeling connected based off camp. I wasn't expecting to go to kids camp and come back being super connected to vintage and feeling like a sense of like belonging. Um, finally, finally, it's something you prayed for and you hoped for. And But it did. And I have awesome friendships with the counselors. But not only that, like these kids, if you haven't gotten a chance to know these kids, they will change your life. Um, they're some of the coolest kids I've ever met. And based off the relationships with them, I've gotten to, like, know their parents. So it's just so cool how the Lord used camp to open the doors to have relationships within the church for myself. And, like, just such an answer to prayer for me. So, yeah, it was, like, not only relationship with God, but just it was the importance of relationships. We were teaching the kids was also a lesson that I was learning. So it's really cool. Hi, I'm Erin. And some of you may see me back in the village a lot. I work 
I've been at Vintage for a long time. Some people are like, oh, how long have you been here? I just, like, they just meet me. And I'm very comfortable with the kids, not always so comfortable with adults, not in a creepy way, not in a creepy <laughs> way. But um, my comfort zone is the four-year-old pre-K room. And so Gerald asked if I would go to camp. She asked me last year, and I was oh, no. I was like, yes, the kids are going to be gone. I'm going to go on a road trip solo, visit my grandma. Um, but this year I felt like I really wanted to go. And my kids were so excited, my two youngest kids. This is their last year going. They're going into sixth grade. And so I was like, well, this will be cool. I'll go with them. They're still at the age where they think I'm cool and they want to be seen with me. And that's my mom. So this is and just to give you an idea of how excited they were, three weeks before camp, I bring home the list of their packing stuff. And I said, okay, here's the list. Like, can we pack now? (laughs) And I said, okay, you can pack, but you can't pack your clothes or your toothbrush. You know, the things you're still going to need for the next three weeks. Okay, okay, okay. So they went and they started packing. Where's my flashlight? Asking, you know, digging through their bedrooms. And like the next, the next two weeks, I noticed that one of them has been wearing the same outfit. (laughs) I was just like, hey, Elizabeth, um, didn't you wear that yesterday and the day before? Just kind of like, yeah. I said, didn't I tell you not to pack your clothes? (laughs) Yeah. Like, go get them out. So, yeah. But anyway, I was a little apprehensive because even though I've been here a long time, I don't have a lot of friends. I mean, people come and go from vintage. I don't have close friends. I'm going to have Gerilyn, who's amazing, and I'll talk about that more in a minute. But... I was just like, well, I'll hang out with kids. Cool, I can do that. I'm comfortable, whatever. So I decided even though I'm comfortable with kids, I didn't want to ride in a van with them (laughs) because (laughs) I ride in a van with kids all the time. So I'm like, well, I'm going to drive myself. And uh, apparently I didn't communicate that to them, so they didn't put anybody with me in my car. (laughs) But ended up having somebody ride with me. And so that was the first part was wonderful because I got to connect with someone who's been here almost as, well, as long as I have, and we ended up connecting. And I was like, well, this is cool. And um, we get to camp, and I'm just like, this place is pretty nice. She wasn't, she wasn't lying. Like, she wasn't just trying to get me to come. And um, the first thing we do when we go, in, we go inside the main building, which, thank God, we finally went in there because it's really hot, and it's very air-conditioned, which is lovely. And they have us sit in a group. We count it off. And we have, like, you know, it's a leader with a group of kids. And we're getting, like, a get-to-know-you game. And my memory is terrible, like, verbally, like, audio. I don't remember anything. Like, I'm a visual person. And we have to learn each other's names. We're doing a game with names. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. These kids are going to think I don't care about them because I can't remember their names. I'm just like, God, help me to remember their names. And I remembered all nine of their names the whole time. It was great. But the, the, the main thing I got from camp is we're family. And this church, this is, I've been, I grew up in church, but this is the first place I feel like this is family. And I, sorry. And Gerilyn and Rick, you guys, we are so blessed to have them because they, I think sometimes they love my kids more than I do. <laughs> and they are so patient, they never complain. They never complain. And there's times at camp where, you know, you haven't had a lot of sleep. And you might feel a little grumbly. But they don't. Sometimes I don't even think she sleeps. She's like a machine. Like we had the lock-in, the Princess Diaries lock-in. And I don't think she slept. She was so excited. Like she was getting the craft ready. Like we're making these crowns out of lace. And she was up on, I th- 
You didn't sleep, did you? I didn't think so. <laughs> but even, I mean, I've seen the movie Princess Diaries a lot of times, but I never saw it in that way. Because she would stop every once in a while, hey, what do you think God's trying to tell us? Like, how can he be talking to us? And I was just like, mind blown. And I'm like laying in my sleeping bag just like, I'm a princess. Oh, you're so, so wonderful. But yeah, this is family. And I made, I made connections with other leaders, like other, other counselors. I, didn't, I wasn't expecting to do that. And I was okay with not having that, but it, it was an added bonus. Thank you, God. And also, um, I can't remember what else I was going to say. Oh, yeah, my girls got baptized. And I wanted, at first I was, I was like, oh, my gosh, they want to get baptized. I want to have to get up in front of all of Vintage and talk. <laughs> like, uh. And my husband, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm like, neither. I said, I know. What if they get baptized at camp? <laughs> and then Gerilyn could do it because, you know what, Steve is my pastor. Gerilyn is my kid's pastor. And she knows them. She has a relationship with them. And that's wonderful. So that, you know, I thought, oh, I don't have to talk. This is great. But really, God had, you know, more in mind, relationship. She knows my kids, you know. And then now they're going to be in here, so. You thought you, thought you weren't going to have to talk in front of everybody. Right. Now you're up here. <laughs> God had a sense of humor, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So anyway. All right. Thank you guys so much. I'll let y'all go have a seat. Thanks so much. It is, it is really all about family. Um, I'm, I need um, Isaac, no, Xander and Jax and Cade to come up real quick. And Rick, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Come quick. Can you stand up, honey? Okay. <laughs> You'll have to jump. We wanted to let them share. This is going to be real quick. Um, just to let you know, God did amazing things in the kids' lives at camp. We generally do not baptize at camp. Um, the reason is, is we want to allow the parents to be there, but um, since Aaron was going to be there, that's why we had the ability. And, and the girls really came to know Christ at camp, so it was really kind of cool. Um, we've, we've had, throughout the village this summer, we have had amazing things where kids have come up um, and, and I'll just share this right quick, but um, two weeks ago, uh, about every six to seven weeks, we actually have a time where we actually talk to the kids about their relationship with Jesus and if they're ready to commit their entire lives to him. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit's working in, and you see it in their lives and as you're teaching and stuff. And you can tell the Holy Spirit's doing it, and you think, oh, they're, they're really about ready. And, and so on those Sundays, um, sometimes we have those children to, to come and, and to tag one of us and say, I, I'm ready. I really want to pray and, and tell Jesus I'm sorry for my sins and give him my whole life and, and become a Christ follower. Um, but two Sundays ago, we were talking about, we were finished up, we're going through the whole Bible, and we were finishing up the major and minor prophets. <laughs> Who knew, you know? Um, but as we had a special prayer time, uh, we had a time of silence where all the kids just prayed and listened for God because God is always speaking. Matthew, you're right. God is always speaking. It's just that we're not always doing what, guys? We're not always 
listening. That's right. And so we took a time where we were just silent and we listened to God. And it was so cool because at the end of that time, we were doing a praise and worship song. And I don't want to embarrass a a friend of mine. Um, I'm trying to find, is it okay if I tell him? Is it okay if I tell him? Is it okay if I tell him? Can I tell him? Is it? Because if not, I won't. I'll stop. Is it okay? Um, Mia raised her hand and she went like this to me and we're doing this praise worship song. I was like, okay, she needs me. And so I go back and and sometimes it's because they need a (laughs) band-aid. Or you see this right here? My dog scratched me two weeks ago. I I mean, you never know. And that's okay. That's what we do because we're family, right? But she said, Miss Geraldine, I just have to tell you, I've been thinking about it for a long time. But just a few minutes ago, after God talked to me in prayer, and then when you finished up and prayed, I just want to let you know that I gave him my whole heart and life. That's the kind of stuff that God is doing through this church family. That's the way the Spirit is moving here. And we have these awesome guys. We want to let you share a little bit. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Do it quick. Hey, everybody, i got to go quick. So, <laughs> We will go really, really quick. So these are my friends, Cade and Jax and Xander, okay? Uh, Jax, how many, years, how, many, how many years have you been coming to camp? Four, I think this is my fifth year, maybe. But yeah, yeah. Jack's been, he's a seasoned veteran, and we love him and Jack's. Now, my qu- question for you two guys, Cade and Xander, what were your expectations of what camp was going to be like before you went? Um, I thought that it was going to be awesome, and I got my wish. I got my wish. <laughs> Xander? Oh, I really didn't know because I was, I've been thinking about it and I just thought it was going to be like a camp, but it was more luxurious and <laughs> more fun than I thought. Luxurious with gourmet food from Scott Creel, Woo-hoo! by the way. Yes. yes. Woohoo! Okay. All right. Were you glad you went? Very glad. Were you glad you went? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. One word answers. Excellent. That's the way to go fast. Okay. So, for you guys, all of you guys, in what ways were you able to experience Jesus at camp? You got something? I told you these questions beforehand, so, yeah. You didn't think I was going to get them up here and let them say whatever they wanted, right? (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. Kind of like Las Vegas. Probably praise and worship. Praise and worship. Okay, how about you? Uh, I'll come back to you. And and when we did small group... um, God really spoke through us all. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Quiet time. Quiet time. Yeah. Every morning for like 15 or 20 minutes, the kids had a quiet time on their own. And it's amazing how many kids say, I know microphone, sorry. Yeah. How many kids say, God really spoke to me for the very first time. So it's really, really cool. So that's really awesome, guys. Um, For each of you personally... Can you describe some of the ways that you encountered or experienced Jesus? Let me come back to you. All right. How about you? How about you? I gave you like a half an hour, really? Um, um, God just really spoke to my heart on that last day when, when, when we all were just in our own groups, just um, alone. He really spoke to us all, I think. 
too. You want to say the same thing? Um, God, he kind of helped me through some new friends. He, um, awesome. I met a lot of new people, and he kind of helped me through them. Awesome. What about you? Probably the same thing. Probably the same thing. Say, so, yeah, the same thing. Yes, Not the probably the same, same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this all worked out a little better earlier. We went through this. No. Now, Jax, Jax got baptized as well, okay? Now, Elizabeth and Cassie got baptized as well. We knew they were getting baptized before we left. But at camp, now, Jax, I know, I've known Jax since Jax was like four, three or four years old. Mm-hmm. And Jax has known the Lord for a long time, but he never got baptized. So what made you want to get baptized at camp? Well, I kind of just felt the Lord speaking to me um, because I've been thinking about it for a pretty long time now. And I just kind of heard him telling me to do it this time. Yes, that's awesome. And i got to tell you this. This young man said that he wanted to get baptized. His mother and his father were not there, but he knew that he needed to talk to his mom. So he spent time talking to mom, and I kind of was half listening to the conversation while you were talking. And he, she, I could hear the questions, the awesome questions she was asking him of, you know, why do you want to get baptized? Are you okay with this? And this young man just kept saying, Mom, God has spoken to me. It's my time. You know, and you could just say, if, and, and, and for her to say it's okay when she wasn't there, but we live streamed it, thanks technology. So she got to see him being baptized, and he took his stand right there. And that was, and that was on Thursday, and Thursday night we just had a big movement of God and the Holy Spirit with all of us. Right, guys, that went to camp? Yeah, it was huge. So I have a feeling that the, the, the obedience of those three kids and taking their stand for Jesus and being baptized was a huge lead-in to what happened on Thursday night. So, And we're very blessed to have these kind of kids um, that go. These two guys who went, who became leaders immediately amongst everybody who had never been before, but were, were leaders amongst kids they didn't know and made friends, and it was an awesome experience. So let me ask you this last question. Overall, what would you describe Kid Venture Camp as? Um, awesome. I mean, if I ever have the chance to do it again, which I will, I will definitely do it. <laughs> Jax, what about you, buddy? Uh, probably a great learning experience and a great time to get new friends and meet new people. Awesome. And you? Uh, at the camp, uh, everybody probably, God spoke to them. Yep, that's exactly right. Because we said if you are listening, God is speaking. That's exactly right. Good job, guys. Thank you, everybody. Our, um... Thank you. Our kindergarten, um, our, our kindergarten, have, have not all our kindergartners done great in here? Our first, our kindergartners left, but our first and fifth graders, have they done great? Um, we're going to, um, I, I just want to share one quick thing, guys. Church family, some of you are like, I didn't go as a counselor. I didn't, I didn't go. Y'all all prayed. It was because of your prayers. For a lot of these kids, it was because of your giving that they were able to go. You played a part. Church family, thank you. You played a part in us all being able to experience God, to experience a time of sweetness with each other, a time 
to have God do things in us in a special way. And it's because of your obedience to him through giving, through praying, supporting, or trusting us with your children. So thank you, church family. Thank you, Vintage. We love you. And um, please, it hasn't stopped. Right, guys? It hasn't stopped. God is continuing to speak. He's continuing to lead. And a lot of you guys have been involved uh, over this summer. And it's been amazing to see how God is using you to minister to the least of these, to the little guys. His power is empowering you to share his love in practical ways. So thank you, church family. Thank you, Vintage. And Steve, if you would come, please, and lead us, because we have some. Oh, can I help you? I'm sorry. I'm really in shape, Gerilyn. I had that. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, so, yeah, we are, um, so we obviously are a church that obviously we embrace family. It's one of our primary values, right? We talk about family, discipleship, and and mission, and so we do talk about family. And it's one of those things. Just first, I want to say, just again, thank you for all the ways that you invested uh, into our children. Those who did serve, thank you. Those who served the summer uh, in the village, and those who served over the last year and past years. I just want to say thank you. Obviously, our 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 children are able to um, know Jesus for a couple of reasons. One, uh, because of the way that God moves in their life, obviously, but. The thing is, he primarily moves through other people. He moves through parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and he moves through the church family. It's one of those things, whenever we do uh, baby dedications, I basically say, hey, if, those, if you are willing to say, yes, I'm willing to come alongside and, and basically spiritually parent, disciple our, our children, would you please stand with me as pray, and pray? And, and so you do. And I want to say that we really do believe that, that you are called as the entire church family, whether you even like kids or not, to be honest with you, right? That, that God wants to use you. He wants to move in you. He wants to move through you for the purpose of engaging, investing, and ultimately discipling all of our children. And, and so we are excited. Just thanks, give thanks to all those, Gerilyn and Rick especially, to the leaders who went, uh, So a couple of things, I uh, just want to give a couple of announcements, then I want to invite you to pray into something also, then we're going to go into ministry time this morning. Number one, um, we do have small groups that will be starting up uh, in, in September. And so we're in the process now of looking for those who could be small group leaders. And so this morning, if I heard you, I know if you here last week, Scott spoke about that. If that's something you feel God leading you to or have questions about, Scott will be out out here out front in the foyer after service today with computers. If you want to go talk to him, if you want to sign up for being leaders, we'd love for you to do that. Number two is this. We are, we are shifting how we're doing the Vintage Village. That's our children's ministry right here. You see all of them. Uh, for the last five or six years, we've had paid leads in each room. And so we're shifting that in this season. Talking to Gerald beginning back in January, and we're like, hey, we really feel God calling us to pull back from financially paying our leads, and second, they're going to ask now that people would just step up and volunteer. So as of the end of June, we no longer pay our room leads. And what we do instead is we're asking now for volunteers to step up. Now, here's a really cool thing. A lot of our leaders said, hey, I wasn't doing it with the money in the first place, so I'm stepping up, and I'm going to continue to lead because I feel called to invest and disciple our, our children. That's great. But beyond that, we recognize that we 
are asking get opportunities for you to actually step up and disciple our children by signing up to volunteer and to serve our children. It's not just volunteering. You're stepping up to serve our children. So what I'm asking is this. If you're part of Vintage, I'm just saying to you, we are expecting all of you in some form or fashion over the next year to step up and take a room and to go lead. If you're scared of pre-K, I get it. I was with them last week. And we say, they were scary and they were awesome, all right? Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. No, seriously, I had a blast. I mean, it, and it was, I'm not going to tell you else's story, but I had one of our leaders get in and she was just, she was moved. I, I, it was just amazing to step up and really allow myself to experience children who are outside of my own circle. And they were changed and moved by that. And what I want to say is you continue to serve and continue to love on our children. It'll be a blessing to them and a blessing to you. Now, Last thing, and let me go ahead and invite um, Eliana and Jeff and Laura to come up. I do want to tell you this this quick story, and this is kind of shifting gears a little bit, but I do, I just want you to be in the loop about this. Um, I was going to share this morning, uh, depending on time, I just know how things would run, but I had this kind of message on God's calling us in this season to embrace humility. I want to encourage you to go read uh, Second, Second Chronicles chapter 20. And I'd love for you to read about Asa and uh, the idea of Asa being someone who early on, I want you to pay attention, pay attention. We're not done. God's still speaking. I promise. The idea of Asa saying, hey, listen, early on in my life, I followed Jesus. Like he was used mightily of God early in his life, just trusting and believing God for amazing things. Literally, battles were won. He was used by God to bring back the law to the entire nation of Israel who turned away so that people now would have the word of God again. But somewhere along the way, he lost sight of Jesus. He went from a place of humility, honestly, to a place of pride. And the scripture tells us, it says really clear, it says, even in his old age, with diseased feet, which he went to doctors for, he never turned back to God. And I don't know about you, but that describes a lot of people that I know who in their own abilities and their own strength and their own power and their own goodness, their own work, they work really hard, strive to be great, to make things happen in their own strength. I love Matthew's like that telling the story, I was climbing up the iceberg and I'm screaming, right? Not at, but with, right? And I'm realizing, my gosh, how often, listen, how often is God doing that? Saying, if you'll just turn to me, if you'll just turn to me, if you'll just turn to me. But like Asa, how often we choose pride, we choose self, we choose our own strength, our own abilities. We find ourselves living frustrated. Frustration in life is a sign of leaning into your own strength and your own power. Because faith says, well, God will take care of it. So what I'm going to invite you to do this morning, this is we talk about what's going on. So a lot of you uh, know our missionaries, Molly and Dylan Phila in India. Uh, they are no longer in India. Know this or not, but uh, they went on a they went on a visa run. They had to do every six months. Had to leave, get their passport stamped, and come back into the country. And as they were coming back to their home, their place of work, they said, "Boom, you're blacklisted. You can never return to India." 
There's this big push in India to push out all, really all Christian workers because they want to be a Hindu country. And so literally they were forced in the moment to spend two, excuse me, was it $8,000, $7,000 to write their own spots, drop $7,000 and had to pay for tickets to fly home to the States. That's overwhelming. Could you imagine if you had gone on a trip to Europe and you were flying back to the States and all of a sudden our immigration said, I'm sorry, you can't come back to America ever. That's what happened because India was, was their home. It was never going to be there forever. And, and so, so I want you to be praying for them. They are now in Arkansas and God's provided jobs for them and stuff, but they still have that outstanding debt. If you would like to give towards that, you can just let us know. So that's number one. But here's the other part of that. You also know Tammy Hutchins, one of our missionaries. She's been in India since 1999, full-time, running a children's home. Many of us have been to Karube home to visit Tammy and the kids. And, and so the problem is this. Her name has, has a visa attached to her passport with the same business that Molly and Dylan had which means that when she goes on her visa run, more than likely, unless God does a miracle, which we're going to talk about in a second, then she will be kicked out of India and blacklisted forever. We know this is the tension. Is Jimmy here? I saw kids. Jimmy Gunderman, you here? Anyway, Jimmy's not here. So Jimmy, Jimmy said, hey, I, I have my, my passport has the same business name attached to it. Uh, I'll try to, I'll just go to India and I'll see if I can get into the country. And he went, got there, said, sorry, and allowed in. They sent him back home also. So what that means for us is that we're, we feel pretty, pretty strong that unless God does a miracle, that Tammy would be kicked out of India forever. Sorry, God, I'm trying to be dramatic. I'm just kind of laying out the facts. And so we've been in conversation with her. We tried to work through like governmental agencies, literally like people who are like Jack Bowers of the world trying to work on this and stuff, right? And that's a 24 reference for those of you who don't know. It's a TV show. And so literally people like that doing stuff, right? It's been funny. And, 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 and the door was closed. And so she got with her kids. And family and friends began to pray. Sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry, but you know what I mean. And so they said, all right, hey, August, listen, August 11th, 12th, and 13th. She has to leave the country about August 19th. August 11th, 12th, and 13th. Their entire home is fasting and praying. We're talking like her like elementary age kids. Like, can we just fast from just drink water for three straight days because we don't want you to leave? She's like, absolutely. Right? Just, just trust God and believe. And she's invited us to pray with her. She's invited us to fast for those three days with her. And she's saying, whether you fast a meal and pray, whether you fast all three of those days, she just wants to make the invitation to each of you, August 11th, 12th, and 13th, to fast and to pray for a miracle. We've been talking at length, and she said very clearly, like, I don't, we don't feel like God has released me yet from here. Like, I, I, if, if I left, God would still move and everything would be fine, but I do not feel like God has released us. I mean, she's been praying now for, a, for about a month, every day, just really crying out to Jesus. And she's, I don't feel released. And so, so basically, short end of the story is that 
as family, spiritual family. We're committed to come alongside of her on those days, and we're going to fast, and we're going to pray along with her. And when she leaves to go out of the country on the 19th, you're going to know when, because she's going to be posting it on Facebook, and you're all going to be following, you're all going to be praying, and you're all going to be crying out to God for a miracle. What are we asking for? We're just asking that God blinds eyes. They don't see the name. They confuse it. God did the blind. He blinded the Arameans and literally brought them straight to the prophet Elijah in the Old Testament. I mean, God does miracles. And so that's what we're believing for and praying into. Like it's when it's like when stuff gets real. Like I know your issues are real. I get it. But the idea is this, as we begin to pray, man, we're believing God for miracles and that. But here's the thing, as a testimony then, becomes the reality of God as a God of miracles today in each of our lives. And we want to be people who say God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. For the eyes of the Lord, they range, they look to and fro throughout the earth to find those that he can strongly support. And he said to Asa, but I can't support you. That's what he said. I can't support you. I want to, but I can't because you won't let me. Because in your pride, you're trusting your own strength. Came to the point saying, listen, guys, unless God moves, I can't do it. So I've, I've, I've done my part, but I said, but Jesus, ultimately it's you. And so she's now saying that everything's in his hands. And ultimately, I've got peace in this season. Why? Because I'm leaning into Jesus. I'm trusting him in humility. And God gives grace to the humble. And so what I'm asking you this morning as we come and sing, and Atlanta's going to sing here in a moment. We're going to go into ministry time. What I want you to begin to do, number one, is this. I want you, listen, allow God, if he can speak to our children, he can speak to you. And I want you, number one, to say, God, am I walking in my own pride? Are you, am I someone that you can strongly support, that you can pour out your grace into my life because I'm walking in such humility, Jesus, of leaning into you and not trusting my own strength, of crying out to you rather than to make things happen in my own strength, God, that I'm about loving others and giving my life away rather than making you, rather than you loving me and focusing on what you're doing for me. God, would I be someone you could strongly support walking in humility? Tammy is an example for us. And so this morning, two things are happening. Number one, God, how am I doing? Ask him, how am I doing? And with great love, listen, with great love, compassion, and mercy, he'll be honest. He'll be honest. He's not going to be mean about it. He's not going to tell you he hates you while he's telling you to kind of Kind of get some things right. No, he says, I just love you. And I want to pour myself out in fullness without measure. I just want to pour and pour and pour and pour and pour my grace, my mercy, my compassion, my love, my justice in you and through you. Just humble yourself. Number one. And number two, begin praying right now for Tammy. Begin praying for God's movement. Pray for the phylos. It'll be good. All right. So. I'm sorry. My wife's talking to me. What? Okay. Another miracle you can pray is this. We already, we had a a team going to India that we had to cancel because of everything going on. 
unfortunately, we've already paid for tickets for every single one of those people. Out of, and that's a lot of money. It's tens of thousands of dollars. And so we're asking this. We're asking God for favor that he would just supply all of that and refund all that money. And uh, my wife was talking now. Yes, babe, phone up. Sorry, I want to give a few details. So we have a team of 12 women that have set aside time to go to India, and they've been raising funds for it. And the tickets average $12.50 apiece. Um, and they were consolidator tickets because we didn't want to do missionary fairs because of the persecution. And so those are non-refundable. There are fees that we can change. We can shoot 400 bucks a person to change and all this. But we have asked the people we bought the tickets for to go to the consolidator, to go to Lufthansa for favor. And we're asking for full refunds so that our team can regroup and find a place that they agree as a team is a good place to go and, and invest and love people. And so what we're asking, right? And it's been a week. We're waiting, waiting, waiting. Will, will Lufthansa work with a consolidator that works with us, that works with her? And we're asking Jesus, we need a miracle here too. It's, it's almost $20,000 of plane tickets that we cannot use right now. And we're saying, God, in the midst of this, we want to see you move on behalf of your people, of the people who have invested. And so uh, we haven't heard yet, but even today, and in, please ask Jesus just to do a movement in this as well. All right. Let me go ahead and ask you to stand. It's time of worship. This is Eliana. So she led worship at camp. And uh, this morning she's going to lead us in ministry time. So I just want to invite you again. If you're new at Vintage, this is how we work. We have a time of ministry. There are actually many ministry teams that will be available. Y'all can go ahead and come forward now. What do they do? They just like to pray for people who have needs, who are looking for God to move. And so they're just family. It's like coming to your family and asking family just to pray for you, okay? If you came this morning prepared to give an offering or a tithe, baskets here, there's a giving kiosk, a little iPad outside, or a silver box right there on your way out, you can give there, and communion's always available. Yes, it's already 1130, we get that, and so if you have to leave, you can. Thank you for being here. If you're a first-time guest, make sure you get your gift on the way out, and leave us your Connect card. I'll shoot you an email this week, and uh, with that, Eliana, you ready? All right. So here's the deal. She's maybe a little bit nervous, or maybe not at all. She's like shaking, all right? So here's the deal. She's not entertaining. She's leading you in worship. And so, Father, we ask right now that you would come in power. Lord, I pray, God, I thank you for Eliana. I thank you, God, for her life. I thank you, God, just for the way that she loves Jesus. But I thank you, Stephen, for at camp, God, just the conversations that we had, God, at youth camp, and the conversations we had, and the questions that she was asking, Lord. It's so beautiful to see the way that you're moving in her. God, she's an example of one, God, who was invested into in our children's ministry and now stepped up into youth, and now she's leading our adults in worship. And Holy Spirit, I ask now that you would come and move in her. But I pray, God, most importantly in this time, God, that you would move among our people as she leads us into your presence. God, I pray that you would change each of us. I pray this in your name. Amen. He responds, the Lord leads in the context of this humility versus pride in the context of praying for Tammy. I invite you now to go ahead and close your eyes and let's enter into worship.
Jesus.